Are we recording? We are. All right. All right. Very late recording. Yeah, let's see how this goes. So let's <laughs> I'm just I, I feel very full from having dinner and now I'm starting to get sleepy. Uh, so this is this is great. So perfect timing to yeah. record an episode. Yeah, no, it will be fine and fun. Um, for everyone who wasn't listening to the last episode, um, Zach is out and about traveling around the world right now. So it will just well, be mostly kind of, Europe. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go from Australia, you mostly <laughs> yeah, so. travel around the world, no matter where you go. The, that's true. Um, yeah. So Kai and I will have an episode today, um, talking about exciting things. All right. Start us off with serving, Kai. <laughs> this is a follow-up item that I don't really know what it means. Is this is this um, macOS beta distribution? Nope. No. Uh, you remember that we were talking about uh, Apple having servers uh, for their yeah. stuff? Yeah. yeah. And I, I got a bit of a hint of what Apple might be using. Okay. Uh, and we were speculating that they use uh, new Mac Pros in, in their right yeah. module configuration. Yeah. Turns out, at least if that person who seems trustworthy is correct, it is uh, Apple's using mostly Dell computers oh. for their... <laughs> I thought it would be a lot more exciting. Know, it was kind the of... way you build it up made me feel like, well, what are they doing? What are you having? Yeah, so it's, uh. Uh, they just pay Dell for <laughs> for servers oh. like like so they most, don't t- most other companies yeah. as well so not 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 a lot of super exciting um uh service setup that they're that they're driving there um okay great, I mean, great they're, follow up they're potentially getting to to a point where they're building custom hardware but it sounds like uh, at least a good chunk of it is is just dell server hardware okay mm. hmm. i know i know for other other follow-up news. Last week we were talking a lot about hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Too much about burgers in different restaurants. And the restaurant um, Down and Out came up. I think mm-hmm. this was that was really hard to say. Down and Out came up. Um, and this was sort of meant to be... It, it had a very similar style to the famous chain in the US called uh, In-N-Out. And um, I think you, you mentioned that. Yeah, I think that's sort of what we spoke about. We said that we, uh, we talked about that we liked in and out and then we talked, uh, I think Zach mentioned that there is a burger place in mm-hmm. Sydney that is called Down and Out. Uh, it's quite similar. Um, turns out they are currently in a dispute with in and out. I think in and out is trying to solve, the, uh, solve, solve them. Uh, is trying to sue or them. sue them. It's trying to sue, uh, Down and Out for, uh, basically like copywriting their, their branding or copying their branding and seeming to be more affiliated with them than they are. Um, and also the Australian federal court already fi- uh, established that it does seem like they're <laughs> trying to pass themselves yeah. off at yeah. in and out. Yeah. Um, but it's still not settled. I think the court, it will go back to court in March. Mm-hmm. So we, we will keep up with those exciting news about this hamburger chain. Uh, yeah. so, so thanks and, James for sending that in. Yeah. Thank uh, you, James. Uh, uh, turns out Sydney hates burgers and they keep closing all of them. Some of them for mysterious reasons, others because they're very blandly trying to copy other companies' trademarks. Uh, well, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Feeling feeling all right living in Vancouver now uh, after <laughs> Sydney loses Sydney's losing. losing all of their burger places. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if that's because we've moved and we stopped eating at all. Of <laughs> yeah. them. We were like their their main customers. Yeah, I think maybe. we had it way too much. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, let's get into some tech topics. <laughs> 
No, like, how can I make those original topics? Like, I, I want to say, like, more exciting topics, but then I thought that's offensive to the <laughs> down and out. But now, now we're here. Uh-huh. So, um, we wanted to talk, I think, as early as soon as, as recently as today. <laughs> You're okay there? <laughs> I'm okay. As I said, it's very late, but I feel like I'm nailing this. Um, as recently as earlier today. <laughs> Okay. There has been a tech conference ca- cancelled. I, uh, I feel like tech conferences being cancelled is like a day. Uh, it's like a thing that happens every day for the last couple of weeks. I know, I know, but this time it was Google I/O, which mm-hmm. is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty big conference. I mean, there's been um, what was that one? The the games one that was GDC. GDC. That mm-hmm. one's probably bigger than uh, Google I/O. I don't know sizes of conferences. Yeah, yeah all the but major conferences. Though. Many conferences seem to be cancelled um, due to the uh, risks surrounding coronaviruses, corona the coronavirus, and people traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about this guy? I mean, yeah. In in general, it's. I mean, it sucks, right? Because people that go to conferences mm-hmm. tend to want to go to conferences. And yeah. conferences are a fun thing to, to go to, to yeah, meet other people yeah. who also are. I saw, as part of the Google I.O. announcement, uh, or as part of the changes, um, they said that they are going to issue two th- uh, 2021 tickets um, to all the people who did get picked in the lottery this year. Mm-hmm. So they will get like a first first pick in, order to, in, in getting a ticket for next year. Mm-hmm. So that's at least nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise, if you've been winning in a lottery, it might not be that big of a chance that you will win the year after. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice thing. But at the same time, like you say, people are excited to go to conferences. But I also think it, there are some conferences that have been canceled relatively close to the time of the conference. And I would feel it's so devastating because there's so much work going into organizing a conference in the first place. And mm-hmm. just f- as a conference ho- uh, host, I think that would be a really, really unfortunate scenario to have in having to decide that you're canceling a conference that you've been too, so excited about. Sure, sure. But I mean, it is, that's the thing, right? First of all, all of those conferences, they're fairly soon. And you kind of, yeah. especially in Google I.O. situation, they already, um, uh, they drew the tickets, so people already probably started making plans to to spend their their week in in um, mm-hmm. Mountain View one way or another. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to announce it with a certain lead time for people yeah. to be able to rearrange their, their travel plans and those kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Apple is in a, I guess, both more fortunate and more difficult situation as a result <laughs> of that, right? Because, because they are uh, further away. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's like the second week of week of june ish right mm-hmm. so that's far enough away that who knows what yeah. state uh the virus spreading is you know at, <laughs> yeah. at that point yeah. but, it's, but also- it's also really hard because you don't want to continue planning a conference and then cancel it in may plus also uh, realistically uh you're gonna have to start making alternative arrangements mm-hmm. you know it's not like google arrows cancel and google decides to not announce anything this year so i think what google uh, what Google I/O or what Google is trying to do with I/O this year is to have a digital-only conference instead. I think so, but I don't think they officially have said that. I think so. Uh, I learned about it just earlier today. It seems like they hadn't actually dis- like set out to say that these dates will be a digital conference. No, I don't think they have explicit plans. Okay, but I think they did announce that they will have a. Digital Do I have something? Yeah. 
Okay. So, yeah, I think, I mean, that makes sense. You know, people have still worked on things for a year and they have things planned to release, but it would just be so different because like when you go to WWDC and you see the presenters, they're excited to be on a stage and there are like thousands of people in front of them to to present things to. This is just such a different format. So I wonder how that will That's the thing, right? It's it's not... It's not happening too frequently that we have a global virus yeah. outbreak. And yeah. it's, you, you also, I mean, on multiple levels, right? You don't want to be the conference that, uh, had a significant, caused a significant outbreak in the Bay Area. You yeah. know, that yeah. is, and that's I think of- that's pretty bad marketing overall. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not great considering how many people from the, com- like, even if you look at it, like purely financial, right? If you bring, so many engineers from your company at, mm. from Google or Apple uh, t- into a conference center where a virus potentially could spread all of a sudden, like a good chunk of your, like, let's say your employees would catch a virus. They would then nicely spread it within the campus, even of the people that didn't actually attend. And all of a sudden your entire company is having some kind of uh, extremely difficult to deal with flu type thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, yeah. um, and uh, probably uh, would, uh, uh, lead to um, things like iOS 14 not shipping at all in yeah. time. Yeah. So I don't think in general that's that's a very desirable outcome. Yeah. Marketing also, wise. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing wise, you probably don't want to be the one that's like, "Hey, have you heard of Apple bringing coronavirus to the Bay Area in a, yeah. in a large?" But also, large especially fashion? considering that all other conferences are canceling, it's it's it feels like more and more of them are feeling like it is it is putting so many people like i think more of them are convinced by each other as well that this is a risky thing to do um mm. i don't know but I, I i think it's almost it's really hard like you say like it's hard to do this it's hard to make a decision because it's quite far in the future but at the same time i think you rather want to be risk avert uh in this in this type of situation yeah yeah i mean sure but I think usually Apple would want to announce WWDC and the lottery sometime within the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I think so I it's usually th- around about that. mid, mid, late mid uh, March is usually when the when the announcement is. Yeah, but so Apple's was, also announced it as late as uh, mid late April. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that too. Like, do you do you think they would? So let's say it. They are. Let's see, say it's an uncertainty at the moment, and people don't know what situation will look like in June. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they would rather go ahead and decide on it now, like in, in March, like, okay, we're not going to have a conference? Or do you think they would rather continue planning it and continue planning on release, on having one, but waiting with announcing it until like April? So like a later announcement date and hope that they can still do it. Or do you think they're rather more cautious and just calling it early? I just feel like it might be fine to do it. But you also don't want to put so much time into planning a conference that might not happen. I mean, realistically, it's either if Apple's actually holding off, like either Apple already has a plan, right? Maybe Mm. they already decided we're going this route or the other, and it's fine. They they don't, you know, Mm -hmm. they will go whatever their normal schedule is. Let's say Apple decides we're fine. We think by that time, not not a not a problem, not Mm -hmm. a threat. We go ahead, they will announce it, everything's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also, if if there's any consideration whether there is still a go-no-go no go happening in the future, then I feel like the only reasonable thing to do and the only responsible thing yeah, for your company definitely. to do is to plan both. You you oh, ask, okay. as, as long as both 
like as long as it's as not as confirmed either way, yeah. you at least have to start thinking about, all right. Okay, so you don't think they're rather just more cautious and calling it early, just in case. I mean, why would you, you know, what mm. what's the point of forcing yourself to... to because to otherwise you put, right two, put, you put a lot of resources into try, planning two different events. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, the people... The digital one is easier from an organizational standpoint, right? Let's, yeah. I mean, we, we can kind of go into what would, <laughs> how would we plan a digital W, yeah, yeah, WPC? Yeah. But like in general, I would think that is a, I mean, first of all, the expectations will be different, right? Because most likely people wouldn't pay for tickets. Mm -hmm. So the expectation is different. You don't have to occupy an entire city block of San Jose. <laughs> you don't have to cater food. Uh, you don't have to have like a, I mean. I mean, yeah, overall, it would obviously be easier to have a digital conference. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's that it's having both going on at the same time is an insurmountable amount of effort for a company okay. like Apple, right? Considering it's not like they're they're saying, oh, San Jose is uh, toxic and we have to have three backup locations. I think that's a <laughs> totally different story, yeah, right? If yeah. they would be like, let's plan one in Vancouver, one in LA, one in San Jose and one in uh, Shanghai. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then only doing one. Yeah. But having like, you know, most of the things are probably already starting to kind of come together nicely for for the physical WWDC. Yeah. yeah. And then the digital, that's all that assuming that the go no go call has not been made. Uh, it's still in limbo. Then the digital effort should still be started to be considered, right? Because it might be things like, I mean, we, we, we should first design our own one but um <laughs> before we talk about uh what apple would do but it's um you know then yeah i think those can totally run in parallel yeah yeah i guess so and considering the thing is that they i mean apple has been running things digitally related to wwdc before like things have been streaming um like all of the all of the sessions have been streaming before mm -hmm. so at least they have a setup for that but i think people would probably expect something slightly different this time because this is the only chance people tend to have to go to things like labs. Um, so that might be something they want to account for in a digital format as well. I don't know, but at the same time, if you if they're not charging for it, maybe people don't have the expectation that that will be a thing. Mm. But um, then it's also, I mean, realistically... The next thing that Apple's probably thinking about right now is is a March event. You know, we're kind of in yeah. a year where a March event is not unlikely. Yeah. Do you think they're as concerned about a March event where it, because that would involve flying people into a concise uh, into into a uh, conf confined space as well. But mm -hmm. that would be like bringing a lot of reporters um to to a like probably the Steve Jobs theater um to present whatever they present or i mean sometimes they do it off campus too right yeah like yeah. flying people to a place and having a in person event so do you think this could even have an impact on that or do you think that's like I definitely think so considering yeah. that apple issued travel warnings for employees where mm -hmm. everything that's not business critical should be canceled and should be diverted towards mm -hmm. like uh, online uh, alternatives like video calls and stuff i would find it a bit surprising if, if if they then encourage people to fly to their event yeah 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 it's it's a bit double-sided mm. i guess but but at the same time that would be like a smaller thing but you still bring people together and i'm not sure that's it doesn't seem I don't know. I, I think many companies have started adding travel bans, and I think overall that's probably a good idea. Um, Seems like a smart idea to contain <laughs> virus, not to yeah. not to make people travel. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, but I think the next thing is the March event, and we'll we'll already see. Does everything happen as as normal? I think that even if Apple wouldn't say anything else, it's mm -hmm. probably at least an indication that WWDC might happen as as normal. Oh, as in like if they have the March event in the same way as held similarly to what the March event has been. If it's a normal, yet. if it's a normal spring yeah. event, right? I feel like that's a decent indication that Apple leans towards will be fine. Yeah. Do you think this could... I think, I mean, we've been talking about this. Um, like how... Let's say they would decide to cancel WWDC. How mm -hmm. do you spin something like this? Do you... <laughs> do I you, mean, I don't think it needs to be spun. Uh, I, what, I, I, what I liked about the Google I.O. liked, uh, what I noticed about the Google I.O. sort of announcement for this is that the way they wrote it was that... Um, There will be they cancel the physical Google I/O, mm -hmm. um, and they seem to be very focused on like the physical one is cancelled, but that one is going ahead. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder if they are like you could potentially spin this in a way and say, "Hey, we're not going to have a WWDC, but therefore everyone get the opportunity to stream in." Like you could make something else out of it. I don't, I don't think Apple it. needs to spin this a lot. I think this is clearly a global health crisis mm -hmm. rather than a marketing you know it's not yeah. a marketing opportunity I, i i don't i don't see that happening it's more about as you all know we can have a conference this year mm -hmm. not this is not by choice this is by virus spreading across the globe yeah. Yeah. and we're doing the best we can to to still have a good event of some type right yeah. it's like but i think the idea will be in general, Apple has a tendency of announcing things when they have a plan rather than just, you know, I I, yeah. I I would see Apple announcing if, assuming they will cancel the conference, I would see Apple both canceling the conference and explaining what's going to happen yeah, instead. Yeah. So they're not just saying, hey, we're not going to do anything and we'll keep you up to date. They would rather be, hey, this is what we're doing. I mean, unless, unless it's getting too close, right? It's like... Yeah. The, there's a tendency. Everything seems to get better, get getting better. No more, no more issues. All the mm -hmm. health organizations saying we're fine, and then something turns around and g gets worse. I think that's when Apple would potentially say, "Hey, first of all, it's canceled. And we figure it out." Mm -hmm. But if if this is just a normal kind of normal development, I would assume Apple will just say this year no physical event. Instead, we're doing whatever. Yeah, yeah I think I think that makes sense, and I think. It's it's really unfortunate if it's not going ahead, but I totally understand why it wouldn't go ahead. Um, if it's uh, if there are, like if, if if we're in the middle of a crisis, what else can you do? But it's also right. you know it's already a thing with the uh, WWDC plague. I know, I know, you know. Like I think last year there were so many people getting sick. After the year before that, you and I we got really sick, mm -hmm. um, just like a regular flu. But I think it was. Uh, we're not often getting sick. No. But I think the times we get sick is <laughs> we haven't been sick since. That was, that was uh, such a knockout. We we actually went down to LA after. Mm -hmm. And it was such a knockout that we didn't really spend a single day healthy in LA. We were just laying in, in a friend's, uh, in our friend's apartment, uh, basically uh, sleeping, I don't know, 18 yeah. hours a day yeah. for like two weeks. 
we actually had to reschedule our, fl- our flight because yeah. we felt too bad to fly. So that was fun. We have, we have good friends <laughs> that didn't, surprisingly didn't mind having people that were clearly uh, contagious know, yeah, uh, yeah. laying in their, in their apartment. Yeah. I, I very much appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's obvious, like you're in a concise, confined, concise, geez. Uh, you're in a confined space. Everyone's coming from all over the world. It's already like sort of pushing your immune system from flying and traveling in and itself. And <laughs> the box lunch if that's your main source of nutrients that's probably also not right box lunch is not unnutritious i wouldn't go that far okay sometimes just a bit warm (laughs) Uh, stay away from the from the chicken people um Uh, but then it's also people have paid up to like i don't know for us it's usually five six ish thousand dollars for the week for wwdc yeah but no it's probably more right it's it's two thousand one hundred for the tickets each, so that's mm-hmm. four thousand two hundred plus hotel, which is somewhere around three hundred US a night. Yeah, plus travel. I mean, that's it's for yeah. the two of us. It's probably eight, eight yeah. to nine thousand dollars. It's quite an expensive event, and yeah. I can totally see if someone is getting sick that they You're then not don't just, just stay in your hotel. Yeah, I see. I I mean, it's it's people still make bad decisions they should stay in a hotel because otherwise everyone's sick as we had two years ago but i I can totally understand why you you wouldn't want to spend nine thousand dollars to then in your hotel room and struggle streaming those sessions because the internet's a flake in a hotel room but i also think even if you're not sick during the conference i think you will push yourself really hard to keep on going to every single session keep Mm -hmm. on staying up late going up early and it's just really pushing your immune system Mm. and your energy in general so yeah I, I totally understand that, like, in general, I, conference is a pretty high-risk environment when it comes to becoming sick. <laughs> so. And I'm usually not much of a germaphobe, but during conferences, hand sanitizer is, is amazing. <laughs> you know, it's like, people always want to shake your hand, and you don't know what else uh, or who else they've touched before. So it's kind of nice to be able, I mean, it might be initially socially awkward, but I, just get over that. It's fine. Sanitizing your hands frequently at a conference, I think, is, is the closest thing to a immune bu- boost you can do because it just happens, right? You touch something, you touch your face, and then you have germs in your face. Um, and hand sanitizer, you know, the, you yeah. just break down the the oil layers of the of the virus, and it has no chance. Thanks for explaining how hand sanitizer works. <laughs> <laughs> this is hand sanitation brought to you by Kai. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways. So uh, let's see how this goes. Um, it just feels like conferences are just being keeping on being cancelled. Um, so we'll how, see how this goes. What would uh, you? How would you see a digital? Let's assume oh, yeah, Apple's cancelling this. This will be fun, right? Yes. So okay. let's assume Apple's cancelling WWDC as a physical event, mm-hmm. but they still want to do a digital event. Well, how would you imagine that going? I'm in charge of organizing Apple's digital WWDC. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I I don't I, have I the authority, play. but I, I can play this game. Um, so I think, I mean, <laughs> I don't think they will have a whole stage where uh, all the executive people are coming up talking. For in keynote. an empty room, yeah, uh, that would be weird. I mean, they could staff them with, oh, like, staff them. They could fill like a Steve Jobs theater with employees. Yeah, but do you really want the employees to be so close together? I mean, they're they're well? working from Apple Park anyway. So. Yeah, you could have something like that, like a mini um, keynote that is only for like internal people. Mm-hmm. 
That would be cool. Maybe um, even but I was thinking person. more. I, I think the idea is more you don't want to bring people from all over the world together. I think that's how you because then all the people you know that's that's the idea of how a virus can spread. Yeah, no, you bring I know, people but, from all over the world together, yeah. and not only that, that that's already a problem by itself. But then all those people go back to wherever they live. Yeah. So even if you know only a handful of people would have a virus, everyone comes together, everyone gets it, and then everyone spreads it across the world. So if there would be an outbreak at a conference like a tech mm-hmm. conference with thousands of people, that would bring it all over the world yeah, within within a within a week. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. If yeah, you're yeah. more conservative with your event and your invitations and even if there is a virus within the the Steve Jobs theater at least it's still at containable least it still within stays in Cupertino. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's probably not Apple's preferred location for for a virus outbreak yeah. but at least it, it's a way of keeping it contained. You can't yeah. do that if you're imagine yeah. you know if there would be an outbreak at WWDC do you force everyone to stay in the US mm-hmm. until they're fully recovered? Yeah, no. especially in its current uh, state of the yeah. US. I don't know. Anyways, I I think that would be a cool idea to have just an event for app employees. But I was thinking of this more like a Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. type. Um, so, so like a just, pre-recorded. Yeah, like a pre-recorded, but a person is still talking to the camera. It's not like a marketing video. It's it's like an an announcement with someone someone sitting there or standing there talking to you. Mm. Um, so how yeah. about something like um, those kind of, you know, Apple usually, they usually talk about a product and then there's a product video that kind of is like, mm-hmm. have a look at the at the new iPhone. And then you kind of have like a first glimpse, then there's more talking and then there's usually kind of the more in-depth, how was it designed and white rooms where people sit and talk about the design decisions and all the, all the work that went into that particular GPU and CPU that made it into the phone. Mm-hmm. Do you think something to that level of polish or more something that's a... I don't think the whole video will be like that. I mean, they usually have those videos in between, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, for, for the sake of... They, I think they usually reuse those videos for their website for marketing as well. So I think they will have those videos, but in between that, I don't think it will be as polished. It's going to be... I think it would be pre-recorded um, mm-hmm. rather than a live thing. I mean, then, pre-recorded at that point would make sense, right? Yeah, why, yeah. why expose yourself to the risk? Yeah. If, if no one could prove you wrong anyways. Yeah. You know, no one could tell you whether you actually sat live in a room. <laughs> I mean, depending on the polish, obviously, it would be. You, yeah, yeah. You don't want to deceive people in pretending it's a live thing. Uh, <laughs> and then there's uh, a lot of animations and, and transitions that are happening. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think... I think that's it. I think it will mostly just be a little bit like the Johnny Ive white room vibe, but um, less scripted. Just in time when they lost Johnny, they would. I know. Really, <laughs> it's like <laughs> you could finally do the whole presentation. Who else do we put in a white room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that could be it for but a keynote. Completely different format then, because I don't really see. You know, there's no Tim Cook walking on stage talking about customer sad. Right, <laughs> that would be kind of weird in that format. If Tim Cook just sits on a chair in a white room talking about how satisfied the customers are. Okay, are. the fact that you're thinking that that should not be included in this video make me wonder why it would be included on the stage in the first place. <sighs> because I, I don't know. It feels like the keynote is not that it's it's slow paced. It's usually quite fast paced. Yeah, but it's definitely. I feel like that- customer set part is there for a reason. Like it has to be the opening, or it has to be mentioned somewhere during that different. time of year. It, it feels different, right? If you walk on the stage and people are excited, you talk 
you talk to the people about the the your your previous successes and mm -hmm. people are excited about those feels very different from you sitting on a chair in a room by yourself saying <laughs> how happy everyone is you know it feels more more dystopian somehow to to not to, <laughs> yeah. to not have people there i don't yeah. know why it makes a difference but if i play that in my head it feels very <laughs> strange and i also don't really think i would make it a two-hour video you know a two-hour stream of what's new feels wrong somehow yeah, but at the same time that's what the keynote is like why would you not have that why do you have it in the keynote then if it's not important enough to put in a video i don't know i don't know i mean yeah I think the demos might be different. Like they, they do have. But there's certain things you just don't need, right? They won't have like scenes where you see Tim walk off stage and yeah, Craig walking on course. stage, right? Of course not. Like you cut the, you, you cut the transitions. <laughs> you, you cut the walking. Yeah. You're not optimizing the, the pre-recorded video for the walking. No, 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 no. I want, I want the, the, the raw cut where you see Craig <laughs> walking off the. I, I mostly think, I mean, it might not even record it when both of them are there i feel like it might be more uh, more like how you make a tv show right mm. um but I, i i think he could potentially have a brief mention of like new stores that are opening yeah maybe he might not be yeah. he, he won't be like this year there are 90 percent new developers at wwdc <laughs> you know obviously yeah, that would not. be weird um but i think in terms of like store openings and those things it could be a thing but I, I wonder if those how... would rather, in that format, it would be better. And I spent, we spent way more part, uh, time on the keynote part than I thought. Yeah. But I, I would rather see that being like a montage, like a clips, like video could, snippets yeah. from the opening of a store. So, with, uh, with yeah. some voiceover rather yeah. than a, like, Tim sitting in a white room talking about how happy everyone is. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could be that. But this could also, I don't know. I've, I haven't really read that much on this front, but have a lot of Apple Store openings been delayed this year due to the coronavirus? Because if if they've been opening fewer stores than they intended to due to the virus, no, I think that's fine. Okay, they still opened like the new Toronto store in a new style. And okay, okay, yeah. So maybe they could just be a video of how happy people are, new customers coming in, mm. launch events. Mm, yeah, maybe. But maybe less. I mean, obviously, like you say, he's not just going to sit there and be happy by himself. And, mm. you know, it's usually like a way to sort of hype up the audience. I think some, some transitions, like some transitions at the WWDC keynote is sort of interacting with the audience. Mm. And that's obviously not going to be there. So it might cut it down a little bit. But overall, I think they're going to try to get similar amount of information in as they usually do. Mm. I yeah. mean, it could have like two people sitting there to make it a bit more humane you know that could so be like what, what do you think about having more like an interview yeah i was style? thinking about that like a talk show uh <laughs> you know because that also means no wwdc means no the talk show life and no other podcast life <laughs> so, yeah. i don't think apple is optimizing for the lack of talk show no but <laughs> i mean it, it would be an interesting format to have like an interview i mean not technically it's probably would be scripted i don't know it, i'm just speaking on top of my head But I could also see that at least being some part of that week. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably that not the keynote, cool. right? Yeah. But uh, maybe it's like, you can't ask our engineers questions, so we will ask them for you. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Skipping ahead to the labs. Let's, let's 
Try to finish up the keynote. Okay. <laughs> so I think we we sort of decided we we spoke a bit about the keynote. I think I, I th- I'm leaning more towards it being just like a video that's being released, but I do like the idea of just having an event and for one employees. hour produced video is quite the effort too. I've got more too. And then we have State of the Union as well. Yeah, State of the Union is interesting too. Mm. Because also now we're getting into the segment of timing. You know? Um in general with the sessions too. Do you mm-hmm. do you do it Netflix style? It's like they're saying <laughs> digital WWDC opens uh, at 10 a.m. and they mm-hmm. just release everything. It's just a fire hose. You, you watch the keynote, you can watch the State of the Unions and all sessions just in one long, mm. many, many hour session. Yeah, you're or, just binging State of the Union. Yeah, and, or yeah. would they release things more uh, cable TV style where it's like every day they drop maybe at certain intervals or at least every morning there's a drop of a new set of sessions to kind of encourage a certain order because sometimes sessions build on top of each other right so do you want to they could almost do it nicer in that way that uh, since since everything will be available online what i always found with wwdc is that the first days have like the broader topics like what's new Mm -hmm, in swift mm -hmm. what's new in foundation Um, and then they go niche and niche but then it's like if you if there's something new let's say um, like WatchOS five is mm-hmm. something new. Wait, no, WatchOS. Oh, I put WatchOS six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this would be WatchOS six. So they might be like, "What's new, WatchOS 6? You mean and seven, right? Oh, we okay. are at WatchOS six. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it might be. Why do I bring Watch? Why do I take Watch? Yeah. <laughs> <It's like laughs> what do you know the most about? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm gonna go with it. Um, so maybe they're like, "What's new in WatchOS 7? And then it's like three sessions after that builds on like more and more specific things mm-hmm. related to WatchOS. And I found that like if you haven't gone to the first session, it's a little bit. It doesn't really work to go to the other sessions because you sort of want to have the. The, the information from the first session mm-hmm. uh, before you attend the other ones. Um, and in this way, they could maybe release it like a series, like here are all the watch sessions. We recommend mm-hmm. starting with the first one. And a good thing, <laughs> a good thing with that is that like, if you are just interested in watch, you don't have to wait for the next day. Or if you want to focus and drill down on watch stuff, mm-hmm. you can do that first. And then you don't have to worry about not watching what's new in um, iOS 14 that time because you can watch that in a series afterwards. So that's quite nice. I mean, obviously, you can do this after WWDC as well, other years. Um, but I just think that could be a sensible way of releasing it, like releasing it for a topic and maybe but like two topics at the same time. Like one day at a time in a big pile? Like how do you... I feel you want to do it a bit spread right but this this goes a little bit into labs as well because i'm wondering if they would have a digital conference would there be any way for you as an outsider to interact with people within apple if so you would probably want to spread it over multiple days See, i think that is almost getting tricky for the june assuming it will still happen in june right nothing Mm -hmm. really says it needs to happen in june the only reason it would be in june is because it's physical they already booked the location people have to fly right but if apple would say hey you know what we can do the the physical one there's nothing that doesn't say apple could instead have it in in early july you know there is definitely an option to say we, we delay it by or postpone the event by by like a few weeks in order mm-hmm. to have a better digital experience. <laughs> but if we're staying within the June time frame, let's just assume Apple would go ahead 
on in the on this like june 8th no matter what mm-hmm. either digital or physically i think then it's getting kind of tight for building anything because you you can't have labs just as they are and you you facetime yeah. into like yeah. you know you can't call labs and with facetime and then you talk to someone yeah you kind of need some kind of i'm thinking it might be some type of is, like live chat or you submit a question like it could be something like Everyone who's interested in Swift UI can submit a question and then certain of them get answered. I or you I get think... assigned a person who is able to help you. Yeah. The problem is... Labs is almost... I think if this be- would become a thing and it would have been planned all along, mm-hmm. there is an option to, to do labs well digit or at least all right digitally but i don't how would really, you think that yeah yeah sorry i don't see that how that could happen as a quick backup solution you know because that mm-hmm. needs extensive you, you need a system for like all the things right similar to when you file a radar you probably want to pick what is your problem area they could then assign it to someone that that part i think is not a problem but how do you then connect to the appropriate engineer and have yeah. like a and how do you do i think many people who go to labs they do bring code examples as well yeah, or they so have like have specific have app screen sharing yeah. and i i and also imagine if this would be open for everyone that would require so much more resources than a WWDC, right? I mean, there are benefits to that, right? Because it's a lot easier. You don't have to move people around. You don't have to have engineers come in. It's a lot it is, easier. But you to could. You don't. It's a lot harder to to know what the what amount of questions will come through unless you limit them. Sure, but you could just. The benefit of that is you could check in. And then you yeah. get a notification on Friday, like that your estimated uh, chat is now on, you sign up on Monday and then they, the ETA is sometime Friday afternoon or, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then There's all the slots are sort of taken as you go. Like, yeah, and they're freeing up and it's being yeah. allocated. That's, again, engineering effort to build all of that, but it's not impossible. I just don't even see how they could build a system in this time to... Mm-hmm. To do screen sharing f- with yeah. this kind of queuing system and, and like... I think the screen sharing is difficult, but what about... Do you think they could reuse any of... So so last year at WWDC, they added like a f- queuing, like an online mm-hmm. queuing system. So you could go to a lab, drop by, say, hey, I need help with this. And then they sign you up and then you can leave and like roam around freely. Mm-hmm. And they send you a notification when someone has time for mm-hmm. you, which worked out really well, I think, um, mm-hmm. because sometimes it might have been like an hour or two wait. Um I wonder if they could reuse that system in some way in order to contact people yeah. in, in order for you to sign up. Maybe, or similar to what they do with the design labs. Mm-hmm. But instead of allocating you a room and a time, they can allocate you like a um, phone, like a chat number. Mm. I think the, the standing in line part is the easier one. Because it's essentially it's a mm. it's a very computer science problem, right? You have a you have a queue of <laughs> jobs you have to do, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of allocate them to available uh, uh, resources and kind of shift through them mm. as quickly and efficiently and, and find the schedule time. as, as yeah. possible, right? That is that seems like a computer sciencey problem that's solvable. Um, and not that all of the other things are not solvable, but I feel the the actual interaction with user or with people is a lot more challenging and also it just entire experience right yeah, i went yeah. to so many labs because i met someone who had a problem i found interesting mm-hmm. you know i i went with people that i've met during yeah. dub dub to their lab questions because yeah. i was like 
uh, they asked me, hey, do you, do you have an idea how to do it? I was like, no, actually, that's a good question. And then we went to the lab together. Mm. Oh, like, maybe you, you just at the lab and then you overhear someone else's question. Mm. And like some, sometimes they have like joint question sessions and then that's interesting to listen to. But in general, the entire social aspect is really hard to replicate because if you just dropped in, let's say it's, I mean, it won't be, but let's assume it would be handled through FaceTime. And all of a sudden <laughs> you talk to a random engineer. Sometimes it takes a few minutes to even warm up to like express what your problem is and kind of getting to, to understand what, how they interpreted your question. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even know how to properly phrase your question, right? It's easy if you have a question like, I want a list that's both uh, selectable and double clickable, you know, but mm -hmm. sometimes your question is more like, Look, this is weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's not really that you have a, you can't even formulate that question properly. Yeah. Sometimes you even look at the labs and you're like, I guess it might be core data related, but yeah. I'm not even yeah. sure. And yeah. I think that's and I found that many times, like, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not a person who often draws down my problems. Like, I'm not taking pen and paper and sketch some, I, I don't know, like, it's, it's not part of my workflow. I don't need to sit down with a pen and paper, but I noticed, especially like when you are at WWDC, so often the engineer ends up picking up a pen or you end up picking up a pen just because that ends up being the easier way of explaining a problem. Mm -hmm. And like in that sort of group setting, using pen and paper is, is so much easier or using a whiteboard is, mm. is quite easy. Um, and the same if you work in a team, like that's, that's really good. And you sort of losing that if you're doing it over FaceTime. And then there are also those kind of more tech talks type uh, labs, right? Where it's like, hey, one of the engineers of the Swift UI team will talk a bit about um, a specific uh, how to how to kind of make views reusable. Let's say last last year, and there's just an engineer that kind of gives an overview, and then everyone can ask questions. Those things were super valuable and very easy yeah. if you felt kind of uncomfortable or you didn't you you might didn't know yet what questions you would have because yeah, SwiftUI yeah. was literally announced an hour before, right? Yeah, yeah. So there are those kind of things that are also a lot more difficult, if not impossible, to to put together in such a short time frame. Yeah, yeah. Or it would in, in general, it's hard, right? Certain things are definitely going to be lacking. I mean, I really like, I know it is... <laughs> I really like going to a bar with people after. No, no uh, that's not necessarily it, but... I just like the feeling of being at a conference yeah, and yeah. talking to people. And it's like everyone is excited. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to get that atmosphere of excitement from mm. being in a chat room, I think. But mm. uh, and it's, obviously it's, it's going to yeah. be different. And there's a reason why WWDC isn't an online conference in the first place. Mm -hmm. But I think you can still make uh, something good out of it. Like you have to make the best out of the situation, right? And I think it could work. It would just be different. Um it will still be fun to try it out. It's interesting to see how they're going to tackle those things. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely take a digital dub dub over no dub dub. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, 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 and it's also not, no one, most likely this is, no one wanted this year to be that way. It would be a, a some, something happened out of our control. We're making the best out of it we can. Yeah. And that's, and whatever it is, it, it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it's still, appreciate like i would still appreciate any kind of effort even if it's like labs is just out of scope for this mm. and that would that would be unfortunate because i've never had as many lab related questions as we do have this year um 
But I would still, you know, I would still be excited of watching whatever the keynote equivalent is instead of the union and the, all the sessions. Yeah. I would still do that. But it's it's still unfortunate to le lose one of the biggest Apple community events and yeah. weeks, right? It's not just the conference. It's like all the podcast recordings and the and the shows and the, the bash and everything mm. that's around that. And even just meeting new people from all over the world, f meeting friends that you've made previous years or in previous countries we lived in it's usually kind of nice reason yeah. for all of us to come together and that obviously wouldn't happen as much in a digital uh <laughs> digital conference no. so that would be no doubt that would be unfortunate but, yeah yeah um will still be interesting so so where did we land keynote uh highly produced 90 minute video I'm not sure but I mean, it's it's going to be produced. Mm. I don't think it will be like a 90-minute uh, product video. It will be more like a, a Nintendo Direct. Sure. Yeah. But like, a, a, let's say a pre-recorded keynote without a stage. <laughs> That's kind of... Yes. Either that or Apple employees, right? In, in the audience, yeah. plus yeah. some selected press. Um <laughs> And it sounds like I don't know. It's like you sound like someone planning a small part, a small gathering for friends. <laughs> we just we just invite those people and maybe these, and then it's all getting out of hand. And that one, I would think they wanna wanna show at a specific time at least, right? That would be yeah. You wouldn't just drop that at one at twelve yeah a.m. right? Yeah. So that would be nine nine a.m. That's either that stream starts and it's kind of live. Mm. right no matter if it's pre-recorded but it's like you start the stream it starts everyone's at the same point yeah the 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 conference stuff happened like the the chatting happens on twitter and related services yeah and, and the same with state of the union i could imagine that too for state of the union being a, in a similar format but even that that would already be weird with press right because press is usually not going to state of the union only very selected few mm -hmm. actually go to the state of the union most people go to is the that keynote. because they're not invited or um, are they not as far as i know most press interest? is not invited to the state of the union okay. some some are but, but it's, it's still available online right it's not a c it's it's not like under an nda right No, no, it's just most people from the press would go to the keynote, have some hands on, then they, they have to start writing. Okay. You know, there's, I think there's more of a pressure in the media to actually, if you attend the keynote, to actually get content out of <laughs> yeah. that as soon yeah. as possible. Yeah. Um, so most, I, I, I think most people do not go to State of the Union, apart from some selected ones. Okay. But then State of the Union could, again, be like a normal stream. And then I would assume sessions are kind of dropped in packages, right? Yeah, that's what I think as well. I don't think they will all be dropped at the one one day, but I don't think they will be streamed because that just makes it less. Like, I think one good thing with it being online only would be that people can watch in their own time zones. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that would be good, and it makes sense to maybe release like five or ten sessions every day mm -hmm. for. Three and realistically, days. would yeah, I was just about to say that. It's mm. probably rather three or four days than, than five. Realistically, three. Because, I mean, again, a thing that would be lost is probably lunch session would be not happening, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that would be kind of weird. Yeah. So that you're losing that all the, in general, all the lunch breaks do not have to happen for a digital <laughs> conference. Yeah, yeah. No coffee breaks. No coffee breaks. You're... You can like cut out all of those kind of in between times. All those things that humans need. I know. Yeah. Um, no bathroom break. <laughs> um, 
there will be like no bash and those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, th- even there, there could be. I mean, something. there could be like an, I don't think so. They could have like a some type of bash for employees. Imagine how sad that would be to just have a live stream concert without That's the audience. Thing. The bash is already a little <laughs> bit sad because people people don't always watch the band. They rather want to talk to each other in a corner. <laughs> And this is just, I don't know, that would be weird. I don't think there will be a badge. That would be yeah. defeating the purpose. Yeah. I mean, there could be an Apple Park one that they stream, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't, yeah. yeah. But it, that also feels kind of like, look, we have the fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that, that could, I mean, again, if it would have planned, it, if it would have been planned like this all along, there could have been a more, you know, sometimes you have those on radio shows and those kind of things, a more in, intimate kind of life, you, you know, the iTunes Live series, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an almost an album that's being recorded for iTunes in a more intimate uh, style. Wait, are you talking about the Beats music stations? No, no, no. In, in general, iTunes sometimes had like... Uh, live like bands that recorded music live for iTunes exclusively. Oh, really? I never yeah. heard those. Yeah. Okay. So I could see something like that, right? Where, where that happens. Mm. It's Maybe bit... they can like drop a YouTube album on everyone's phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a clever idea. But you know, there could, if it would have been planned like this all along, there, I could see ways of making that interesting. Mm. And I mean, in general, the expectation for for digital dub dub would be let's let's at least have it interesting you know mm-hmm. probably some things will work out others will not but overall like any kind of effort will be appreciated um i think yeah um so it, and then yeah back to so sessions, what if, sessions yeah. kind of dropped in in kind of yeah. clusters probably for three days um, do, you, do you think there's any chance that it would just be like Okay, we can't have a live. We can't have an in-person one, so we're not going to do anything. <laughs> Iris fourteen cancel? <laughs> no, no, more like I've we just drop all, everything in the press. press I've heard you all really like Iris thirteen and, <laughs> and Catalina, so uh, you're lucky you can use it for another year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that will go 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 down well. Yeah, and I've heard Swift UI is fully feature complete, so <laughs> no updates there either. Enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't really see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to release software. Um, as I said, I, I can see it being like postponed by a few weeks just to ha- give, give them more time to mm-hmm. make something that is at least somewhat or at least kind of getting into Apple quality standards for, for the things that they decide to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather have, despite me not feeling great about potentially losing labs. I'd much rather have a high-quality keynote, a good state of the union, and super high-quality sessions um, that are streamable, no labs, than kind of having all of that being kind of weird, right? Like, I'd yeah, rather yeah, not... Yeah, fewer things and more polished. Yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think in general that seems to be Apple's uh, mantra <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doesn't so, seem like something you have to convince them of. Mm. So yeah, sessions and and bundles, which could have benefits, right? It's if if they could figure out labs, that would actually be beneficial because I sometimes went to labs, and they told me just come to the session tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so it's a bit hard because uh, the way a conference is, you have sessions throughout the week, <laughs> but sometimes you don't realize the questions you have until Friday, especially I for know, new I new know. things, and then you're just frantically uh, frantically running around. Uh, in 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 the labs, trying to get your last questions answered mm-hmm. before everyone packs up and goes home. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll be we'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I think some people 
have already booked their tickets. I, I, could, I, I think there might even be people who already booked their flights to the dates they expect WWDC to happen mm-hmm. on. Um, so do you think many people will still end up going to San Jose without having an event? <laughs> that would be uh, kind of counterproductive. It's counterproductive, yeah. <laughs> Apple's but, canceling the event, and, and then it's like, we have people, an event anyways. Woohoo! <laughs> thousands of people show up to Alcom and Layers, <laughs> and and coronavirus is spreading. Yeah, like crazy. obviously, I don't think other conferences will be going on. But uh, what would you do if you're running? <laughs> oh, imagine booked? that. Just, I mean, <laughs> San Jose is not the most exciting place in the world. But if there wouldn't be conferences. Oh boy, <laughs> what do you do? Go to uh, Sopo or wait? Going to what's the one coffee shop that's left? Ah, uh, I don't remember. Ah, uh, it's it's very good though. Yeah. Mm. Um. Um. Academic. Is it academic? Academic is still around. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um. But I don't think they can fit a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think realistically, people will just have to just cancel. Cancel. Hope mm. people had travel insurance. Um, but I mean, what we, what we were talking about, like throughout the last few weeks when stuff started getting a bit flaky or Mm. potentially delayed or postponed or, or canceled, we thought about maybe having like a, again, in in the mindset of local events without spreading anything to have like a local kind of very frequent meetup for, for that week Mm. to have like a day where we watch whatever the keynote might be, if there is one and the state of the union. Mm-hmm. kind of together with people from from the local meetup communities yeah yeah and organize like some kind of room where we can all watch together yeah like, and a, then, like a watch event and then mm. <laughs> watch mm. event uh, <laughs> and then yeah even have like frequent meetups where we talk about whatever people found interesting in the sessions of the day mm-hmm. um i would really like to do that i think that would be fun but and like, then maybe like depending on apple's schedule right we could have we would have the meetup on, on Monday for the keynote, then on mm. Wednesday, and then on Friday, kind of to talk about new sessions and kind of share what we've all mm. kind of learned and, and experimented with yeah. to still have a little bit of this excitement and trying things out and, and showing yeah. what we've done. Yeah, and I especially think that's great for people who might be working remotely or be in the developers to have someone to talk to about the new things. But also just, I mean, that's a, that would be one of the benefits of a digital. You know, usually... During the Dub week, I don't actually have time to to try any of it. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I I pick it all up uh, intellectually and theoretically, and then ask my questions based on that. Yeah. But a like a digital event, us being home and still dedicating time to to watching the sessions and and following along. Yeah. Um, would allow us to actually I mean, you can, play yeah. around with things. Yeah. You can actually pass in between and try things out. Yeah. And, and then, that's sort of why I want to have like meetups about it like we're not watching things live necessarily but people watch things throughout the mm. day and then they can talk about it in the evening after trying things out yeah but yeah obviously we don't want to counter like we don't want to we don't want to make the same make a mistake and have it too big i think it would be a very local thing uh, mm. but i think that could be really really nice to just have people to discuss the event with mm. yeah trying to make the best out of whatever situation we might find ourselves in mm. Hmm. I still like the name Dub Dub, Dub BC mm. because it's in British Columbia. Mm. I yeah. I got that. <laughs> mm. I thought it was clever. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, we kind of aim for thirty minutes, and we're way over that already. All right. So let's talk about Facebook Lights. Should we actually do that, or should we hold that that for next week? Uh, we could hold it for next week. I thought it was very 
recent. <laughs> it was very recent. Um, I can just send you a message about it. No. I think we should, considering that I also want to edit this, let's let's rather talk about Lightspeed next week, if, if we're still interested. All right. Mm, all right, but let's still do things of the week then. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, should I start with my things? Oh, look at that. You have a thing of the week prepared. What are you implying? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, my thing this week is something that I picked during our 2019 year of uh, things of the year episode. Mm. But the rules don't say anything about not picking the same things in this segment as we picked in things of the year. That is correct. And that is literally written in the constitution of Cup of Tech. I just checked. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I did not know about this constitution. I should probably be more aware of it. Um, but this is a really good app. So I just wanted to really highlight it for people who might be interested in having a clipboard manager. So I have used Pastebot for a while for the last three or four months. And I used it before that as well. But I had some issues with it. So for, uh, I, I, I just took a break from it. And now when I'm back to it, I'm like, oh, how can I never, how, how could I have been not using a clipboard manager? Like it's, it's like a helped. monster. I know, I know. This is so, this really makes my life better. It makes me so much more efficient. Like, so if you haven't used a clipboard manager before, um, you're able to basically like copy multiple things and they stay as a history, um, in your clipboard. So if you might copy, like have copied something earlier in the morning and you want to have it later in the afternoon and you don't remember where you found it, it will still be in your clipboard history and you can paste it easily. And this is really nice because you, so you don't have to. Barbaric to only have one thing in your, in your. I know. It, it feels like you have a brain that can only remember one thing <laughs> at a time. And every time you pick up a new thing, it yeah. just goes away forever. Or it's like you need to bring five things things to the to a different room and you go w w five times to pick this thing but that's up. the ideal case sometimes you also <laughs> it's like if if you forget that you already have something in your hand and you pick <laughs> something else up that thing is gone forever <laughs> no yeah this, this is a really good explanation of what pastebot it is um but yeah it's basically a clipboard manager for you to be able to copy multiple things at once and paste them whenever you want and it stays in your trove history you can clear it if you if you don't want to keep it there i think passwords are by default not kept in the paste in the clipboard manager yeah the exclusion apps like if you copy yeah. something from the keychain or from one password yeah yeah um and it's really really neat uh, like i said it's it's nice if you Uh, sort of copy something after you pasted the first thing you wanted to paste because it will still be there in your clipboard manager. Um, and it's great. Um, sometimes if I restart my computer, I might not open my clipboard manager at first. And then I start copying things. And then mm -hmm. I end up realizing that I only have one thing on my clipboard. And that is a really frustrating scenario to be in. And that's like a, a great, then I really realize how important it is. And yeah, it's something that I, found really useful cool mm. right my thing of the week uh is also a kind of utility type app mm -hmm. uh called spark mm. uh especially in this case the uh, spark app on macOS. it's just a very very nice um mail client on the mac mm. and there's it is it is I, i've used spark for i don't even remember how many years it's, however it many feels like it's been around for a long time and gone through a lot of iterations mm. 
for I think probably 2016 sometimes I, I started using Spark okay. after like Mailbox uh, went away and, and Sparrow before that I think it's like all the good mail apps always went away so I always when, when I started using Spark in 2016 I kind of liked it but I, I, I didn't want to get too much into it because I, I, I wasn't want to get too attached I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> you knew it's going to be taken I, away I was from burned me. so many times with good mail apps and then even Google right inbox was pretty decent and then Google axed it themselves I don't know what's going on with mail somehow this world does not deserve good mail apps <laughs> I don't know why but that seems to be a fact um, but Spark is pretty. I, I I like it a lot. Um, I I recently started customizing some stuff because I feel like after four years it seems to stick around. So uh, I mean, so so what do you like about this in comparison to other email clients? There's certain things like I like being able to quickly go through my list. Mm-hmm. I I use the keyboard up and down arrows to go through items. I can hit the um, return key to archive things. Uh, it, it it allows me to snooze uh, snooze. so if there's something i i I know i need to deal with tomorrow i just snooze it for for like until next morning Mm -hmm. um sometimes for like any i mean i'm not i'm not necessarily the best person at responding to email so i sometimes also use it to if I think of, oh man, I should have answered this email in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. but I don't want to bother or send emails in the middle of the night. It also has a feature where you can say, "This is like waking you up in the middle of the night, thinking about it." Or no. are you just awake? In the no, I'm, of the I'm night? still awake in okay. the middle of the night. <laughs> okay. And then I type that email and just schedule it to be sent at like I don't know 9:30 a.m. Okay. To, or or 6 a.m. if you want to pretend you're you're awake and productive very early in the morning um but it's kind of nice right because you don't really want to bother people in the middle of the night mm-hmm. you don't want it to seem unnecessarily urgent mm-hmm. i think if i would get a per- an actual email from a real person at i don't know uh 1 a.m i would think that there is something it's, it's super important or urgent <laughs> so it's kind of nice to be able to just schedule it for a reasonable time and that way i can yeah. kind of like in the evening or, or at night, get through a whole bunch of emails uh, and and just get them to go at in a reasonable time. Mm. And it's overall, it's just a, I mean, it's more and more rare, but it's a native, nice Mac app, has keyboard shortcuts, has, you can interact with things with arrow keys, it, it just behaves like you would expect from from a mail app. And um, that is that is really nice. <laughs> so sad that that's a rare thing yeah and and they support like things i mean everyone up to everyone else whether they want something like that but they support push notifications for specific triggers so i i like to get i i try to have my every every email that comes in to be very important i don't really subscribe to newsletters or anything that that i don't think I should be notified about. So I have notifications on for every single email and I kind of mm-hmm. use that as, that makes it kind of useful because I have like email triggers for like server issues or for for other things that I might actually want to be notified for. And Apple's mail apps kind of tend to be more of a re- refresh every 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, which is not great for, for certain monitoring tasks, right? I, I kind of like to be able to just get it immediately. And mail is just a great protocol. Mm-hmm. It's like almost everyone c- can hook into a mail i don't i don't like necessarily to have like i mean there are telegram bots and those kind of things but i i I like using mail for that Hmm. and having spark kind of makes that a lot more manageable and nice all right Hmm. cool i might be convinced to try it again i had some problems a while back um 
but maybe I should go back. But especially the, the Mac app is, is keep getting better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't use the Mac app that much. I mostly used the iOS app, uh, but I should try the Mac app. I, I do have some complaints about the iOS app, if, you, if you're curious. Uh, no, I'm, no? I'm good. <laughs> this All is right. a positivity podcast, Kai. Okay. Oh, we're, we're done now. <laughs> All right. All right. So then uh, tune in next week when we talk about uh, an update to our router situation. Ooh, I forgot about that. I know. Yay. <laughs> um, also, uh, Vapor 4 is having a release candidate. Yeah, almost so, all the Vapor 4 packages are now. Yeah. So um, for people who are dying to hear about Swift on the server updates, um, which which we, we are going to have to adopt quite soon. Um, tune in next week. Yeah, it will be fun to, to convert our Vapor 3 to yeah. Vapor 4. I didn't 4. mean to sound sarcastic. I'm actually looking forward to mm. talking about this. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, the Vapor team has to hold their actual release until Apple releases uh, Swift 5.2, because that's now a the minimum requirement. Okay. So I... <laughs> We we did kind of talk about the March event and what might happen around that or or with that, and that's probably when uh, iOS eleven point or the Xcode eleven point four uh, Xcode version would be released and corresponding iOS thirteen mm-hmm. versions. So that's the earliest time the Vapor team can release all of their stuff. But yes. if you start a new project today, you probably want to start it in Vapor four. That's the official recommendation by the Vapor community, right? Yep. Hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. Awesome. Um, and some more stuff, like Facebook Lightspeed, all of that. Yeah, let's see if we talk about episode. Facebook Lightspeed. It's, it's been, I think people have been talking a lot about it uh, by the time this episode comes out. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You're a kid. You should check it out sometime.